And Shooter's able to hold the zone. Shooter cuts to the middle for Minnesota. Drops to the trailing Zucker. On the backhand, they score! Eric Stahl on the feed from Zucker. Sealer able to filter it down for Erickson. That shakes away from Miller and Sullivan score! Marcus Molino set up by Joel Erickson. And Stahl, Stahl to the outside. Ryan Suter has room. There's Zucker. There's a goal! Jason Zucker! Donato into the corner. Suter centers for Parisi. He scores! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, episode number three. I'm Zane, and as always, I'm here with Jake and Bubba. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing great, especially since, uh, well, uh, Tuesday night, um, last night um, when we're recording this, um, the Wild had a, a kind of a, um, I wouldn't, I would say maybe a miracle comeback based on how they played this year. Um, they were down two nothing against the Anaheim Ducks, and they scored four unanswered goals to win the hockey game. I was, I was pleasantly surprised, but I was, I'm, I had a smile on my face today about that a little bit. Like I was, happy. I was absolutely shocked when I actually ended up winning that game, but we will get to that in a little bit. Yep. Um, so first off, we want to say that this is sponsored by 10,000 takes. The weather here is cold enough, so we don't need cold takes. And um, so we're going to start off this podcast today by talking about really briefly the month of October for the Minnesota wild, a month where they ended with a threat record of four wins, nine losses, um, which was absolutely horrible. It's the second worst October in franchise history with the worst actually being their inaugural season. So this is pretty bad to say. What do you guys have to say about October? Bubba, you want to take it? I know you have some thoughts. Yeah, I'll take the first crack at it. Look, I said it from the beginning. There's some, this team's broken. I don't care about the win last night. Yeah, that's great and dandy and all, but you know what, what, that's going to happen in an 82 game season. I think there needs. To, the, I I hate saying this over and over again, but I think the coach needs to go. I'm sorry, everybody loves Bruce, but I think there needs to be a little. There needs to be a little fire somewhere. And with the new GM coming in, I think he's going to want to make a, his own mark on his 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 team now. So, uh, I mean, it's still a long season, but I, I wasn't thoroughly impressed. Through the well, month, I, uh, I agree with October. you. Yeah, I agree with you because um, there, there needs to be a change because in the month of October, um, when the Wild actually played at home, they were a good team. They had three wins and one loss, right? So that's actually pretty good. But when they played on the road during the month of October, they only had one win and eight losses. So yeah. what's going on there is that there has to be a coaching issue. There has to be a confidence issue. There has to be something going on. Uh, Bubba is right that um, firing the coach would probably be the quickest fix for that, to, you know, like fire like on the team's ass. But what do you think is going on, Jake? I mean, I, 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 I 100%, I mean – I, I just disagree with firing the coach, and it's not to just uh, spite with Alec, what Bubba's saying. Of course but, you do. No, I'm just saying I don't think that that's the I don't think that that would solve anything. And it's 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 I mean you look at yeah we're one and eight on the road in the in the month of October like that was brutal. 
Um, but I don't think that goes on Bruce Boudreaux. I mean, there was just something about the way they played on the road. They weren't as energized, and um, but they play really well at home. I, I just don't think the the fix on that is to just fire the coach. I, I don't we I don't I don't think we're at a point in the year yet, even after the month of October. Um, taking away how they played in these first two games in November, um, we'll talk about that in a moment. But just looking at October, I don't think you can pinpoint that as a coaching issue. I I think it's really hard to. To, to determine and say and pinpoint what the issue is and what caused that, you know, complete destruction or turmoil on the road. I don't, I think it's hard to really point it, pin it on something. And I don't know if you can really blame that on coach Boudreaux or if it's something going on in the locker room where this, the players aren't, aren't having enough confidence or there's just not enough energy on the road. I mean, that can go back on the coach, but I think it's just hard to say right now that that's, Oh, it's Bruce Boudreaux. Let's get rid of him. I just think it's too early to, to say that. Sure. I, I think that it is um, too early to, you know, go ahead and actually make the move to like fire him. But this yeah. team, like, like, as we said earlier in past podcasts, this team is letting in goal after goal after goal in like a very short period of time. That's not what normal teams do. That's not yeah. what confident teams do. And that's not what well coached teams do. Right. It usually like, yeah. You know, just think of like the Patriots, right? I know this is this is football, or you know, we're talking hockey, but we're talking football now. But uh, you know, if the Patriots get scored on, you, I guarantee you that the you know the Patriots are going to come right back at you. In Minnesota Wild, they don't; they cower. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would yeah, I would agree for the most part. And but I, I would say though that as 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 badly as they played in October, I, I think near the end there was a little bit of an uptick. You know, it wasn't a lot. Like if you had a graph. And and say I say at a graph right here, it'd definitely be going down. But then you would see it then okay, in October, PJ a little bit Black. of an uptick. We just okay, yeah, right, okay, well, okay, that was dumb. Okay, that I'm not talking about Fleck here. Okay, but no, no, seriously, if you had a graph to look at the October, it would definitely be going down and and really, but you'd have a little bit of an uptick at the end of October. They were letting in a lot of goals, but we saw a little bit of improvement at the end, where they weren't letting in goals as crazy. As, as, as much as they were at the beginning of October in like a span of like two or three minutes. It's like they improved on that a little bit. And we saw that going into November now a little bit in just two games, but it, 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 it was bad in that October span where, where just to still start the season one and eight, you know, at this point where we're, we're going to be, we're going to be focusing at least for the next month or two or three, if we want to get back into playoff contention, we got to literally scrape our way back. We, we can't be, do it. We can't be relaxing or anything like that. If we would, and like if we would have won a few games on the road in October, so it was it was a brutal start. It kind of sets us back, and it it makes us have to try to scrape our way back. You know, the rest of the season. I yeah, I have something to mention on that real quick. Yeah, go for it. So if you don't get if you don't make a change like a trader, fire the coach. Well, I said it in the first episode on my take. Got to get a captain in there that will energize the team and i'm not saying give the seat of fucking felino that's not what i'm saying that's what you're saying though come on no i'm not although he's been one of the stellar players of this year yeah they I, maybe leadership with the players needs to change maybe not boudreau uh but you said it i mean they don't have any they're lacking what was a motivation or leadership on the road well figure it out i mean come on I'm tired of fucking being negative. Just fucking figure it out. 
True. I'm tired of being negative too, but Minnesota Wild fans have plenty of reasons to be negative. Okay. I mean, yeah. just, uh, just let's go back to um, October 29th, just a, just like a few oh. games ago. I want to say two or three games ago, they played the Dallas Stars. I think mm-hmm. they go 3-0. They allow a goal at the end of the second period to make it 3-1, to one, and then they give up five third period goals to lose by a score of 6-3. to three. And the Dallas Stars are, just like the Wild, one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. So um, that was just a few games ago. The Wild had a three-goal lead, and they couldn't finish it out. I mean, that's when I've given up hope on this team. Um, Sure, they've gotten points in two games, but what, an overtime loss and then a regulation win? Finally, that's not going to impress me, especially when after October you were tied for last in the NHL on the standings, you know? Uh, October was horrible, but, you know, maybe we do have a little bit of momentum going now because, you know, the last two games we've gotten some points here in November. So, Jake, you want to start talking about November? Yeah, definitely. But I, I will say just just to finish one thought on, on that on that October 29th game when when they were up three nothing, I think we had gone into that game winning our last three or four games. And I'm like, here we go. We're going to start winning some games here. Here's our streak. You know, I had that voice in the back of my head and then we just had to blow it. <laughs> oh, I killed it. I killed my sales. <laughs> That's when I blow it. And um, and it was just so depressing. And then that's where typical, I was just like. Typical Minnesota sports team, though, right? They just give you a little bit of hope, and then they take it all away for you just to be wallowing in depression. <laughs> I know. But but going into November, though, like I said, at the end of October, there was that little bit of uptick. You know, if you looked at a graph, and now it's going up a little bit more. So, yes, they. when you look at just the first two games of November, you know, it was disappointing that they lost in overtime on Saturday, Saturday night to St. Louis, because they haven't been a good overtime team since they've, since they've moved to three on three overtime, but they still got a point. You know, I take a point than not getting any points, you know, they got a point and, and then they had a huge comeback come from behind, um, you know, win last night and they have a, you know, a, um, you know, a 10 day road trip on the West coast. I think it's about 10 days. And so it's, it's going to be rough. And, and if they want to, this could be a make or break trip for the season. Essentially, you know, you, 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 you got to take advantage of this and, you know, Anaheim is a good hockey team. You know, they're coming in, they were doing pretty well. And, and we beat them four to two, even though being down two nothing. And you look at the next few games, you know, you got, you got the San Jose sharks coming up on um, Thursday, the seventh, and they're not that good. I think they're five, 10 and one. I think they have this same amount as, I think they have the same amount of point. They're tied with about the same amount of points as the wild. Then again, we're playing in San Jose, but that's a winnable game. And then you go and play at Arizona and Arizona is definitely a little tougher. You got Darcy Kemper down there, but I, I still, I'm still not convinced Arizona is this great, grand, wonderful team, you know, and, but you know, you have a few winnable games coming up for you and, and with, for the wild and, that win last night and then getting a point on Saturday, they've started off November definitely a hell of a lot better than than October. They're 1-0-1 right now to start the month, and they're they're seeming like in these first last few games, even at the end of October, they didn't let in any, you know, they didn't have any couple-minute sh- streaks where they let in two or three goals. So it's looking a little better, like they're figuring it out a little bit defensively. Um, I, you know, and guys like oh, – I, I hate to cut you off. Sorry, yeah. I hate to cut you off there, but last night uh... – um, who would they beat again last night? Sorry. The Ducks, and I'm Ducks. Oh, yeah, the, the Ducks, they scored, like, back-to-back goals in the second period, yeah. like, in 30 they seconds. Yeah, they yeah. did do that. I'm not impressed with the defense at all. 
<laughs> no, not here. Hold on, just really quick though. Let's talk schedule maker and who the fuck makes these schedules. Why yeah. are the Wild on the road twenty out of the first thirty of their games this year? That makes absolutely no sense. Especially since we we started fucking October with a one and eight record on the road. Yeah. So, Bubba, what does this mean for us going forward? Twenty out of thirty uh, games. You got to look at it the other way. They're gonna have a, a, a long home street, a long a home stand too. I mean, I would rather start off the season away and then end the season. I get, look, I don't know how it is in the NHL. Uh, I don't know how they do it. You know, in the NFL, they do. If you win the division, all that bullshit, you get a tougher schedule. Shit, I don't know. But the wild, I, I think, I think the NHL Gary Bettman is out to get the fucking wild. I don't know. It's a hot take. It's a hot take. Maybe, maybe Bettman wants to fucking move the wild. So, uh, in the closet kind of a theory i don't know but i i look at it is they start they start out the season on the road but they gotta i'm sure that i mean it's the same amount of games on the road as at home so i i i, I couldn't i can't answer that 100 to be honest with you because i'm not quite sure to be 100 honest with you yeah. true and i just uh you know i'm <laughs> I want to be optimistic about this team. All of us here want to be optimistic about this team going forward. But even, you know, even in our win last night, we're still giving up goals back to back. We're still doing little things. Like, like we're still not, you know, doing the little things that you got to do to consistently play good hockey for 60 mm-hmm. minutes. I mean, what else What else can we say at this point? It's up to the wild to actually prove to us that it's not time to tank and it's time, you know, there's actually hope to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, yeah, so there was definitely like the – still definitely down points in like that game last night, but you didn't seem like guys like, you know, Zuccarello and guys starting to step up, you know, Zuccarello is on a, you know, three game goal streak right now and had a big power play or power play breakaway goal last night that tied up the game. And the, yeah, so they allow, they allow two quick goals, but they're, they're finding little more ways to, you know, get these guys involved and get some of these offensive guys like Viola had a goal last night as well. And, you know, getting these guys involved and creating opportunities is what we saw even in the, in the St. Louis game. Um, and now, you, you know, if they can keep, you know, take that momentum of the offensive play that we've seen in the last couple of games and keep, put it into like tomorrow night, Thursday night against San Jose, see what happens, you know? And I, I mean, they need, ultimately they need to get on a streak here and I don't see them going on a streak anytime soon, the way they're still playing. Cause I think that they'll have one good game, but then the next night they'll come out and completely lay, lay an egg. But for them to build consistency, they really have to cut down, you know, the giving up those goals. But then they got to keep that, you know, they got to like what we saw last night against Anaheim. They're moving, they're they're moving around on the ice really, really fast. They're moving <laughs> on the ice really well. They're getting consistency. They're creating chemistry. They got to keep doing that. And they're they moving goals. their feet. They're moving their feet. Yes, that's what they're doing against Anaheim after they give it the two goals. But it's it's like they're stiff legged out there, and <laughs> they got to keep doing that. And if they keep doing that. Maybe they could string a cup together with some, you know, some wins on the road. You know, if they come away winning their next two or three games here on the road to finish off this road, you know, this road trip, come back home. You know, they've been playing well at home this year, obviously. So, I mean, you 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 never know. I mean, but yeah, they need to get a streak going if they want to grind their way back. And but it's gonna be really tough. 
And take last night's game, too. That's a tale of two completely different teams, right? The first half of the game and the second half of the game. We need to see more of the, you know, the team that showed up the second half of the game. Let's uh, move on to stats. So right now, somewhere on your screen, you're going to be seeing the top 10 goal scorers for the Minnesota Wild through the first 15 games of the year. One thing that I really want everyone to pay attention to right now is the plus-minus column. You're going to see a bunch of minuses right there. I mean, yep. it's all across the whole team, it looks Zach Parise is a minus 12. Same with Matt Dumb. But Eric Stahl is a minus nine. I mean, there's tons of negatives all over that board. Um, Jake, what do you think is going on here? I don't know. Just it, it comes down to just poor decision making on the ice. Like, like last week against not against not when we played St. Louis um, here, but when we played St. Louis on the road. You know, I, th- I think it was it was one to one. You know, it was, it was a close score, and then Zucker didn't take his man on the ice and, and it allowed him wide open, like something that you, as a veteran player, you gotta, you gotta take him and he was wide open um, for a backdoor shot. So I think it's just coming down to these guys are just, I don't know what they're doing, but it's just coming down to poor decision-making. You, you look at them, they're slow. They're not making the right reads on the ice and they're letting guys, you know, get, get open in front of the net. And they're, it's like, they're not being aggressive out there and it's resulting in goals. And you, you know, it's just, it, it's putting this team back. Uh, Bubba, we all love Marcus Foligno, you more than others, but he right now is currently seventh on the team in points. Do you think this mm-hmm. is acceptable for the Minnesota Wild or not? Not. What do you think? You know, I I don't know. Foligno, I, he, I, he, he comes from a family who can put the puck in the net, yes, but I, I shouldn't expect Foligno to put the puck. He's a fourth, third, fourth line guy. Look, I, there's, we need scoring from somebody, and if Felino can do, it, if somebody needs to figure it out, and we talked about it earlier about, you know, Fenton signing Zuccarello to be your top. Uh, this team didn't address that at all. Um, and going back to Dumbo real quick, I'm I'm very disappointed in how he's played this year. I, I I'm, I'm I thought he could be one of the top defensive defenseman and offensive he could have won the james norris trophy i thought and he still can i i don't think he can i don't think he can i i don't know if that injury that peck that he got with that fucker up in calgary well it was down here anyway i i don't i i i think something's up with dumba but um i'm going with the campaign polino should get the fucking seed no matter what so and Dumbo was really hot to start the year. Like he had like three points yeah. games yeah. or something like that. And now, you know, we're 15 games in. He's ninth in the team and six points, you know. So something's yeah. got to change. When we're looking at goalies here, um, Stalock and Dubnik have uh well Dubnik's played nine games and Stalock has uh played eight. Um, but if you're just looking at the straight stats, which will be on your screen somewhere right here, it definitely looks like Stalock has been the better goalie. Jake, as a former goalie, uh, when, when you're watching Dubnik and you're watching Stalock, who's really looking better right now, like regardless of the stats? Um, you know, it's kind of like a toss-up because if you if you don't look at the stats, there are definitely times where Dubnik, even this year, you know, especially his two wins, where and, and going back to that three nothing win too over Edmonton. Dubnik definitely looks like the normal starting, you know, he looks like he should be the starting goaltender over Stalock. He's, 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 he's bigger. He's, you know, covering, you know, more of the net and he's, he's getting to the, get covering the right angles. 
But then there's times where, again, he's just getting frustrated, it looks like, and he's letting in these really bad goals. And then Staylock looks a lot quicker, like last night against Anaheim. You know, Staylock looked like, after giving up those two quick goals, he looked like a number one guy. He really did. He was he was making a lot of saves. He was aggressive. and um, But but when you look at these two goalies, regardless of stats, it's so hard because both have done so well at times some have looked well but then both have just had really bad had bad play bad stretches of play but i think when 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 you do look at the stats so i think there is a big there is something big here is that in three of our five wins Staylock has been our goalie and that's tough to look away from and he has definitely i think been able to be more consistent this year i should say um when he in terms of just being able to save the puck and keep his composure in the net. And I think he has definitely looked like the more consistent goalie. I think Dubnik has had some better signs, like in his two wins where he's looked better than Stalock, but he unfortunately hasn't been able to keep that consistency. Stalock has kept more composure, I think, and has been more consistent uh, this season so far. That was a great stat to point out, too, the wins there. Stalock has started six games and has yeah. gotten three wins, where Dubnik yeah. started nine games and has only gotten two wins yeah with this information do we currently have a goalie controversy here in minnesota i think you gotta i think i think there is a little bit of one and i've said it before i don't think there was because dubnik is the number one goalie uh in any lineup i believe i think let me finish okay (laughs) i think i think you need to go with Staylock, and I think it, you need to go back and forth and figure out who wants to be in the crease. Uh, Staylock scares me sometimes with some yeah. of the – he wants to be a fucking defenseman. I get it. And he took that dump. I mean, yeah, he had to cover up the puck away from the crease because it would have been a fucking goal anyway. But he took that dump. I, I think you just got to go with the hot hand. And then, quite frankly, I think it's Alexander Staylock from South St. Paul. Sure. I mean, he, I, in my opinion, he has looked better. He has been more consistent. I do get scared, just like you said earlier, when uh, when he does go and play the puck. But, I mean, he has made some highlight passes down the ice in the past. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. but sometimes you need a goalie to start the breakout, but at what cost? Am I right? Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the final segment before we wrap up. Here, this is a brand-new segment we're going to be doing to end the rest of our podcast from here on out called the Wild Take Segment. We should get some intro or music for that in the future. Uh segment. the next episode. Don't worry. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna start off by asking you boys some general questions, and then we'll play a we'll play a game afterwards, and then uh, we'll get into some hot takes. I was okay. So the very first question, I think we're gonna start with uh, start with you. Is that all right, Jake? Yeah, certainly. Okay. What has to happen? What needs to go right for this team to make the playoffs? Well, like I was mentioning before, for them to really scrape their way back in to get into that playoff contention, they need to go on not only one but multiple streaks throughout the year. We're not talking about a 10-game streak like they did a few years ago, but they got to go on a couple four- or five-game tears here to make the playoffs. And and so they got to go on streaks here because the way they started, they they can't just win one or two games and then lose two. They got to go on streaks. And for them to do that, they got to play consistent, You know, like how they did against Anaheim. And I know they're going to play a hell of a lot better teams than Anaheim, but they got to take that – what that went well, what recipe or whatever was going on through their players' minds, they got to take that into more games. And they also, and I think we talked about this in the, in the last podcast, is they're playing well um, at home, but they got to take what, what they're 
doing well at home and just literally take that same mindset on the road. And we saw that a, a little bit of what they could do, like in Anaheim. They got to win on the road, win more games on the road, and go on streaks here just, uh, throughout the season, like go on four or five or even six games, a few streaks throughout the year to really get their way back into the playoffs. Playoff yeah. talk, I should say. Yeah, exactly. Bubba brought up a good point uh, earlier saying that we're going to actually have a lot of home games uh, for the rest of the year. I mean, after we get through these last, uh, you know, last few stretches here of uh, long away stretches. So um, it's imperative for the wild to win 80 plus percent of those games. Um, They actually are looking like they can do it with how they played at home. But like, who knows? You know, they've been so inconsistent. They've been so all over the place. Uh, Bubba, I thought this question, this next question right here is going to be tailor-made for you, so I'd like you to answer it. After last night's great comeback win, many players and coaches, including Boost Boudreaux, Kevin Piala, and Alex Stalock, credited the comeback thanks to the team anger. They said that the team was just so angry, and that's why they were able to come back. So my question for you, Bubba, is where has this anger been the whole year? It's been with Felino the whole time. <laughs> um... You know, that's a good question. Uh, I think they just got fucking tired of losing. I mean, once you get pushed down to the point, I mean, at this, they have nothing to lose anymore. I mean, fuck. They just, we need to bring old school fucking hockey back to St. Paul, Minnesota, okay? They need to start throwing fucking fists. They need to start fucking foiling up their fucking knuckles. If you don't know that reference, watch a fucking movie, would you? Look. I think I think I because Jason Zucker called out everybody what was it a few weeks ago or something I think there's some players that are just fucking tired of it they just they don't give a fuck like Felino they just don't fucking care they just they throw it like Jewel Jewel Erickson Eck I know it's some people say Joel I mean he blocked fucking what four three four shots on I mean he was sacrificed some players on this team have heart and some that I don't want to mention, I think are fucking heartless and don't want to be in there. I'll just say it. I'll I'll give you a little hint. Their home (laughs) state, number 11. Um, Get that fucking bum out of here. Yeah, I said it. What? Wow, why? why? What what have you not liked from Zach so far? He's a fucking pansy, okay? I love that he plays hard, yes, but I think him and number 11 and number 20, I, I that uh, everybody's well, talked about the money, everybody's talked about the yeah. contract. I'm, I, I, they need to start fucking playing like some top end fucking players that they were signed to be, and they're getting older, and nobody fucking wants them because of their contract. So they need to make the best out of the situation and fucking start playing hard. And I said it. I called them out. I don't give a fuck. So that's my answer. Ooh. Zach, you have officially been called out by Bubba. If you don't answer, there will be consequences. Jay, grade <laughs> for the head coach, Bruce Boudreaux, after the first 15 games of the season. You know, I'd probably give him a B minus. I know that might be a little high. I mean, I think Bubba would disagree with me, but I, I think Boudreaux is hand. I, I give him that grade because. You know, we've seen some spurts of still good, a good, good, you know, some good play out of this team, especially in the start off November. And he's handled the media really well and he's handled questions really well. And, you know, he's just kept his composure really well, I think. So I think that it's hard to say when you can't see what's going on in the locker room. But I think he's really I think he generally is doing as much as he can with the team he has. And I think from when you see in the postgame press conferences, I think he genuinely, you know, 
is, is showing that frustration like he should be. And I think he knows deep down like what, what he needs to do to try to fix this. But it's just I think a lot of the things are out of his control. And I think for what he's had to deal with, I think to come out of, you know, October 5 and 9 is, you know, that's bad. But, you know, he's, he's come out, you know, these last few games and he's done okay. So we'll see how he does, you know, in the remaining of, remainder of November. But I'll give him a B minus. What do you think, Bubba? Uh, I'll give him a C, and that's being gener- generous. <laughs> I, I think he's lacking motivation, motivating the team. Um, and I think, like I said earlier, the cap, uh, something needs to happen. And if Bruce wants to stay here, I think, I think, uh, the, uh, yes, there's been a million coaches who've coached here in the last, uh, not a million, but like three or four, something like that. I'm tired of getting rid of coaches starting over. Bruce just needs to take the bull by the fucking horns and fucking take over the locker room. Uh, I'm not saying he's lost it, but just fucking, you know, make players fucking skate them like fucking yo did. What? Right before he got fucking fired. Who cares? Fuck. These fucks get paid to fucking play hockey. It's a child's game for Christ's sake. And they're fucking playing with no fucking heart. Give me a fucking break. See, see, C minus. I'm changing it. Thank you very much for reminding me of that Mike Yo freak out of practice. I totally Fuck forgot yeah. about that video. Like now that about it, that was a great that was a great video. I got one last question. We'll all take an answer. Um, I'll answer it first. Who has been the biggest disappointment to you this year and why? For me, it has been Ryan Donato. In 13 games, he's only gotten two assists. This is someone who, coming into the year, I had really high hopes, really high expectations for. I actually predicted him to be team MVP, and now he's making me look like a fool. So I'm just going to pretend like I didn't do that. So that's my biggest uh, That's my biggest disappointment this year. Jake, what's yours? Um, I would say I think Alex hit on this a little bit earlier, but I think it's Matt Dumba for me. I think I I'm I'm really you know disappointed to to really see him you know you know especially in the plus minus you know he's minus twelve and you're you're a defender man that that that's got to be positive you, you know I mean or at least minimum you know minus one or two at this point in the year so you can recover from that but it's like geez you only have six points one goal. And you're minus twelve, man. It's like dumb, but you're you're a guy that you know could compete for like you know the you know become you know best defenseman in the NHL, and you're just doing nothing. The James you know? Norris, James Norris Trophy. Thank you. And he has a hell of a shot, and he's not he's not utilizing his full potential. And I think and and there's still a long season, so I'm hoping he does still come come out come to fruition here. But so far this year, he's been I think the biggest disappointment. What do you got, Bubs? Uh, I, I really, I'm a team player and I'm, I'll call it the whole team. Okay. I, this team, I'll be specific. Okay. Dubnik has fucked the bed so many times. I think he can be lazy at times. It's like he doesn't sometimes even want to be there and the goals he gives up sometimes are just weak. And I don't know if it's his angles or uh, he's just, I think it's like he's all in football. We had we say you're a one read quarterback. Well, he might be, you know, I'll say a one read kind of fucking goalie. Look, True. I, I mean, he, he, he's a like a stand up goalie in like a butterfly era, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, so exactly. That's so, that's that's my disappointment. Yeah, true. He has uh, nine nine starts, what two wins for yeah. Evan Dubnik on the year. That definitely has to change. We're gonna go on to a brand new little game. We're gonna do here at the Wild Takes Podcast. It is called Over Under. So how this is gonna work is that I'm gonna pre- present a scenario, right? Like how many goals will Zach Parise score for the rest of the month? Um, then I'm gonna have a number laid out. You're gonna be able to see it on your screen. So I'll have a number laid out, like uh, let's say four, and we're all gonna give our takes if we think it's gonna be over or if it's gonna be under. So if we choose under, it's gonna be the stated number that you see or under, or if we choose over, it's gonna be over the number that you see. Okay, so do you guys uh, get the game? Yep. Yep. Okay, sounds good. So the first thing we're gonna do is goals for over and under. We're gonna be keeping track of these, and at the end of the year, we're gonna see who has the most uh, points uh, totaled. So every single one that we get right is gonna be one point, you know, most points at the end wins, okay? So uh, goals, Zach, there's 11 games remaining for the month of November. So we're gonna be doing all of this for the rest of November in the course of 11 games, okay? So Zach Crazy, the over-under for him is four goals. Is he gonna go under that or over that? Jake, you want to go first? I'm going to take the over on that, actually. I uh, that might be fuck? it. Might be a hot to hey, hey. I I want to be the I want to be the dark horse here. So if he does go over, I will get the I'll I'll, I'll beat both your asses. I'm assuming <laughs> Alex is going to pick pick under. Of course I am. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. He doesn't want to be here. Enough said. I, I disagree. I yes, disagree. under. He's yes, taking, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under as well. He has four goals in the first 15 of the year, so I don't see him getting over four goals, uh, so I'm going to go with the under. The next player for that is going to be the next 11 games, uh, Ryan Donato. Uh, the over-under for him is going to be two. Bubba, you can go first this time. I'll take the over. I think he's going to have a breakout game here pretty damn soon. Ooh, what do you think, Jake? I'm going to take the under on this. I, I think he's – I think he – I, 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 think he, I I definitely think he might have a good game here coming up, but I think it's going to be he might have a couple assists assists or something like that, but I don't think he's going to get two goals in 11 games. I'm going to take the under. He's a shoot-first kind of player. Yeah, he's going to pass the puck and create a play. He better. <laughs> you need guys creating plays, Alex. Come on now. I'm going to go with the under, too. He just uh, he just hasn't impressed me so far. I haven't seen a goal-scoring touch from him. I mean, the first few games looked really good. He had some very nice moves. or like He, he – at least it looked like he had like very good hands, right? He had a few breakaways where he just got like robbed and stuff like that, but I haven't seen anything. So I'm going with the under. The very last player we're going to do for goals is going to be Matt Dumba, and the over-under we're going to set for him is going to be two as well. Jake, who do you get? I'm going to take the over. I think uh, Dumba's going to get a couple, you know, more than a couple goals here in the next 11 games. I think he's going to have a good game uh, coming up here. It's just going to be a game where he just does really well and he just breaks out. What do you got, Bubba? I'll take the over. And I will also take the over. I predict that he's going to be uh, he's going to be taken off the next few weeks. Uh, at least we all hope so. We had such high expectations coming into the season, so let's hope he can keep it. Uh, at least let's hope that he can kind of do what he did last year that we're all looking forward to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next category we're going to do for the over and under is going to be points. We're going to start off with Brad Hunt. Uh, four points over or under for the rest of the month. Let's. Uh, I'll start off with this one, and I'm going to say he's going to go over. He's had such a great start. To the year he is on the first line power play every single time the only time we seem to score besides our last game is on the power play so i'm going to be going with uh over for that uh bubba what do you got look he's a bemidji state grad i i usually support my my fellow bemidjians but i, I gotta take the under 
I, I just I think it was all luck for him. Uh, I, I'm taking the under. Sounds good. What do you got, Jake? Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I, I think it was kind of fluky in that first month. I mean, I hope I'm proven wrong because it would be great. If he is getting points, that means we're doing well, you know, so I just don't see it. I think someone else is going to be getting it more of the more of the points here in this in this this month. Sure, let's hope a forward steps up and starts putting up some points. Yeah. Uh, the, next, the next player we got here is someone who definitely could step up after their first uh, 15 games of the season. That's Nico Koivu. So I got uh, five points for him over the next 11 games, over or under. What do you got, Bubs? Under. I don't see it. I think he's washed up and he needs to go back to Finland. What about you, Jake? You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here. I'm gonna say over. Okay. I, 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 I think, I think Koivu, <laughs> I think Koivu still has some, Al, Bubba's just shaking his head. I think he still has a little bit left in the tank. I think he's going to create some plays here and he'll, he'll, he'll get over five points. He'll mass over five points here in the next 11 games. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm going to go with the under just like Bubba. He's washed up and should go back to Finland. I don't believe that, but yeah. I just, I love that. I love that. We're going to make it. We should make a shirt. <laughs> Just picture just a graphic just up. Up, go to Finland. That's gonna be, you're gonna be called races for that. Though. I know. I'm <laughs> white and kind of Scandinavian. Okay, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so, as Bubba talked about earlier, Alex Stalock is one of those goalies who just likes to vomit down the icing for to play. So, I decided to throw him in the point category for the rest of the month over under at zero, right? So, you two zero points for Alex Stalock. Do you not think he's going to be able to get an assist this uh, in the next 11 games? Or you're going to choose the under? Do you think he'll get at least one? Uh, I'm going to go first with this, and I'm going to go with the over. I mean, he's an aggressive goalie. He um, gave a wild player a breakaway a few games ago. Um, so, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with the over. Um, what do you got, Jake? Um, I might go with the over on this one. I, I, I definitely think he's so damn aggressive that I think he's he's got to get one play, at least one play where he gets he gets an assist on it. Bubba? Uh... I'll take the under. I don't know if he'll get that many starts. To, uh... I think that's what is what would keep him for sure from uh, from actually getting it. Because if he did play those eleven games, I think he'd for sure get it. But the fact that he's a yeah. back is uh, kind of yeah. crazy. Okay, we're gonna go into the last one. This is gonna be a wins category. We're gonna do uh, how many wins do you think Devin Dubnik is gonna get uh, in the next eleven games? Uh, the over under is gonna be set at three for this one. Um, Bubba, do you want to go first? Uh, fuck. I'll take the under. I'm nothing's. I'm not impressed with him, so I'm I'll take the under. Jake, I'll if it's at three, I think I'd take the over. I I think he'll at least maybe get four wins. I mean, if you, even if you look at our schedule, there should be some easy opponents coming up here. That if he does get the start, you know, he should get the damn win. You know, I think he'll at least get four. Sure, sounds good. I'm gonna go with the under because I just this team as a whole hasn't proved to me that they're um, they're capable of really winning games that often. Uh, you know, I've like I've I've given up on this team until they show me otherwise. So I'm just gonna go with the under and anything when it comes for wins. So you know my answer to the next one already, which is how many wins do you think the Wild they're gonna get over the next 11 games? I said the over under at four. So I mean I'm setting the bar low. Um, uh, Bubba, you want to go first? I'd like to take the over, but I'm not convinced. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under too, Jake. What do you got? I'll, I'll I take bet the you over. a million bucks he picks the over. Oh, I, I'll take the over on it. I'm confident. We got San Jose on Thursday. Then we, you know, we play the Kings. 
on the road. I mean, it's on the road, but, and then we have a, you know, a few home games. I think, I think we'll get over four wins. Sure. I'm glad we got a little bit of diversity in the, the yeah. in the picks there. So, uh, Next podcast, you'll obviously know the results because we're going to be doing this every single one. We'll announce it before we start the next one, obviously. Um, so we're going to end with the uh, with one last hot take from everyone for the rest of the month. Uh, it's, our, it's our hot takes of the month, right? So, Jake, how about you go first, man? Hot take of the month. Okay, well, I think this kind of goes into my, you know, my last over-under of, of, of that they're going to get more than four wins. I think the Wild will win – their next I, I don't know how much of a hot take this is but i i think the wild what is it i think they'll win their next four of five games right now i think they'll win their next four or five games which will put them at um i think nine and ten it would put them at nine and ten and have about 19 points i think i think they'll win their next four or five i think they have a good shot playing that being they're playing san jose and they're playing los angeles they're playing arizona twice they're playing carolina at home I think they're going to win the next four or five games, and it's going to maybe be the start of something special. Maybe. I don't know. But I think they're going to win the next four or five games. We'll see. True. I mean, I'm going to say that is actually a really big hot take, especially uh, considering how they've looked recently. Uh, winning, winning four out of five would definitely be something for this team. And guess what? If we end up with you know that nine and ten and one record or whatever that is, you definitely have a chance at the end of the season to make the playoffs. I mean, yeah. not a great one, but way better than how we're currently standing. Yes, definitely. What's your hot take for the month? Uh, Jason Zucker gets a hat trick in the next 11 games. Ooh, damn. He's actually been playing really well this year. I mean, better than I thought he would. I only predicted him to get 40 points this year, and he's definitely on a pace to do better. Why do you think he's going to get a hat trick? And then, he's and sexy, and his beard is gorgeous. <laughs> And because his wife is giving her is giving him good vibes too, I'm sure. <laughs> Alex likes that one. He loves I it. Do? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. My hot take. We're gonna finish off with that. Is that uh, I think that uh, Alex Stalock. I think that he's gonna get more wins than Devin Dubnik in the next eleven games. So there you go. I think that that's what's going to happen. So that's been this episode of the Wild Takes Podcast. We do this twice a month. Uh, We're going to see you at the end of the month. And uh, thank you very much for watching, guys. Thank you. Adios.